Good morning and welcome to the Fantasy Blink, a daily podcast where we talk all sports, fantasy, and real. I am Brian Baines and I am your host. It is Monday, November 27th, episode number 696. Ooh, it's good to be back. Yeah, nice little break there, right? Everybody enjoy their Thanksgiving holiday, I hope. We sure did. Uh, Spent some time on the coast with family and uh, it was great weather was fantastic the company was even better lots and lots of uh, relaxation food and fun and many 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 walks not necessarily on the beach you you get to the Oregon coast this time of year uh, with the king tides rolling in there just isn't a lot of beach not a lot of beach to be had I would uh, I got up every morning to uh, go for go for my quick run, and uh, in the summertime, I always enjoy uh, getting that run in on the ocean shore, at, on the beach, in the uh, in the harder wet sand. Well, not just not the case. There, I, every time I got up, uh, just the way the tides were rolling, big tides. Uh, incoming tides every time when I got up in the morning and no beach to speak of. And what there was, what little beach there was, was, uh, you know, more in the more in the department, the category of soft sand. And that's not the way I like to do my run. <laughs> it's hard enough, hard enough for me to get my three miles in as it is, uh, let alone in uh, soft, heavy sand. So, didn't happen on the beach, but uh, did get did get down a couple times. But uh, yeah, the the way it uh, the way it happens in Rockaway at this time of year is there just is not uh, not a lot of beach to have. It's uh, pretty much water up to the rocks, and that's it. That's all there is. Uh, my son enjoyed. He, he is he is a game player. He likes to play board games. He likes to play card games. He likes to play trivia games. Any kind of games that he can uh, he can get in. He enjoys doing that. And it was nonstop. I asked him on the way home if he had gotten enough game time in. He was like, "Wow, that was a lot. That was intense. A lot of games. Uh, it, they would basically go from eight in the morning until eleven o'clock at night. Nothing but. Uh, and they played every every game imaginable." Uh, he came out as the sole survivor. Uh, that was an interesting one, uh, watching the, the gang play Survivor, the board game. Got pretty intense, pretty intense there uh, for a bit. was wondering if uh, they were going to be on speaking terms by the time it was all decided and uh, voted upon. But uh, he came out came out on top of that one. Pretty fun, pretty fun stuff to watch, everybody. Um and just yeah, just was was fun all around. Lots of uh, football to watch, of course. Um, we'll get all caught up on that very soon. But uh, hopefully, everybody had um, a good, relaxing holiday. And uh, we've got more coming, right? A few more weeks, and then we're back on break again. And as we wind up the football season, uh, we'll be taking a two-week break there. Probably not going to get a lot of recording in. Uh, I would not think I'm going to work uh, work a lot at the restaurant uh, during that stretch. Good opportunity to make some cash. So I'm not going to pass that up. I'm going to jump on it, and that'll be that. But uh, 
you know, I could I could take on another career, I think, as uh, an NFL GM and probably could do better than uh, some of the guys that are out there. Uh, I said it when it happened. I said it was a mistake. You should not you should not be even considering hiring Frank Reich as your head coach. Uh, he is worthless as a coach. He is not. He is not a good head coach, and it's been proven uh, over and over. And once again, the Carolina Panthers have proven it uh, one maybe one final time, but Frank Reich fired uh, early this morning. No longer the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, going to be replaced by the special teams coordinator, Chris Tabor. I don't know what that means, who that is, or how you would go from special teams coordinator to head coach. But we'll see how he does. Couldn't do any worse, right? One and one and ten. One and ten was Frank Reich in his uh, reign as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Usually. Uh, usually guys get a little more leeway uh, when it comes to this. You know, they traded away a bunch of capital to get a brand-new rookie quarterback, and, y- you know, you'd you think it's a, a building process. No one really expected them to be um, competitive this year, but uh, I think it speaks to just how bad of a head coach Frank Reich is that he's gone already, uh, not even through his first season as the head coach there in Carolina, he is gone, gone. And he would have never been hired had I been the GM of the Carolina Panthers or any other team. But uh, what do I know, right? Maybe, maybe someday there's a GM job out there for me. At least I would know. I don't know that I would know who to hire, but I would definitely know who not to hire, and that would be Frank Reich. Awful. Awful. Anybody catch Hard Knocks in season? Yeah, kind of caught caught us by surprise, right? I uh, had, had kind of forgotten about it. And then uh, Gridirons, you know, uh, he mentioned in the chat a few weeks ago that, hey, I, I heard that the Dolphins are going to be the, the uh, Hard Knocks in season team. And then, you know, then didn't hear anything about it and, and just kind of, and then all of a sudden, boom, Tuesday, get the, uh, get the email from Max and saying, hey, don't forget to watch Hard Knocks tonight. Uh, Miami Dolphins in season. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's going to be going to be quite a ride watching the Dolphins through the end of this season. Uh, lots of uh, polarizing characters on that team, including Coach McDaniel. Um, but uh, they did a good job of painting Tyreek in a new light. Um, Kind of turn the trying to turn the page with him, a uh, lot a lot of coverage on him and Tua, uh, so we'll see um, as the uh, show progresses. I'm sure they'll get into more of the guys along the way, and uh, we'll get to see lots of highlights of the Jets game this week for sure. So that's Tuesdays, Tuesday uh, nights, the Hard Knocks in season HBO Max. Not not a sponsor, but. Uh, I will advertise for them on that front. Let's get into the games. There's a lot of them because there were no buys. Uh, There are a bunch of buys this week. I believe we have six teams coming up on buy again in week 13. So get ready for that. Uh, Adjust lineups accordingly. But, uh, yeah, no buys this this last week. So we've got um, 
lots and lots of games to go over, and we've got the Bears and Vikings on Monday Night Football tonight. Starting with the Packers at the Lions on Thanksgiving morning. This one was a shocker. It was a surprise, and the Packers took it to them right from the very start. Jordan Love had a really solid day, 22 of 32, 268 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, had three carries for 39 yards as well. Uh, A.J. Dillon was your lead back, 14 carries, 43 yards, three catches for 38. Christian Watson, welcome back. <clears throat> had some. I think they're dealing with some injuries in the wide receiver core. Watson came to the forefront, five catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown for him. And Jaden Reed also had a touchdown on four catches for 34 yards. On the other side of the ball, <clears throat> Jared Goff, no interceptions, but it seemed like fumbles galore in this one for him. Uh, 29 of 44, 332 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, David Montgomery, M- Montgomery, 15 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown for him. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, 11 carries, 54 yards, and four catches for 19. Amon Ross St. Brown just keeps rolling on. He was 9 for 95 uh, I think it's Khalif Raymond. I don't know. It's a, somebody named Raymond, wide receiver, 5 for 90. Sam Laporta was 5 for 47 and a touchdown in the loss for the Lions. So kind of surprising. They were uh, had a chance to kind of run away with things and hide in the division and get themselves in a good spot to at least compete for the uh, best record in the NFC, and that's probably... Probably not going to happen now as the Eagles keep rolling on. Cowboys, 45. The Manders, 10. Dak Prescott, another solid day, 22 of 32. Wow, same as Jordan Love, 22 of 32, 331 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions for Dak. Tony Pollard had himself a good day, 13 carries, 79 yards, and a touchdown, six catches for 24 yards. Brandon Cooks was your leading receiver. Four catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown. And also CeeDee Lamb, four for 53, and a touchdown for him. On the other side, Sam Howell, 28 for 44, 300 yards, no touchdowns. He had an interception. He carried the ball twice for 13 and had a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Brian Robinson, eh, not, not a great day for him, but they were playing from behind the entire time 15 uh 15 carries for 53 two catches for 11 uh curtis samuel you know anytime you put him in your lineup you're gonna get screwed but anytime you don't you get this he had nine catches for 100 yards yeah of course Jahan dotson five for 52 and terry McLaurin was four for 50 in the nightcap on thanksgiving night niners 31 seahawks 13 brock purdy 21 of 30, 209. He had a touchdown and a pick. Christian McCaffrey just doing Christian McCaffrey stuff. 19 carries, 114 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. He had five catches for 25 in the air. Debo Samuel, 7 for 79. He also had four carries for 15 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Brandon Ayuk gets a late one. He ends up two catches, 50 yards, and a touch. Geno Smith on the other side, 18 of 27, 180, no touchdowns, one interception. Zach Charbonnet got all of the work at the running back position as uh, Kenneth Walker was out for this one. 14 carries, 47 yards, four catches for 11. 
DK Metcalf, your leading receiver, three for 32. And Tyler Lockett was three for 30. Just not much going on anywhere in that offense for the Seahawks. Uh, we had our first, I believe I saw this was the first Friday game, Black Friday, but uh, first Friday game since 1927, I think, is what I heard, if I if I remember correctly. Uh, did not get to watch this one. I was on the road home from the coast, but got to listen to the whole thing on the radio, which is kind of a bummer. I wanted to see that, you know, this was all put together and all run out there by Amazon. And what I was told was that your experience, the, the game experience, all the advertising and all that would be geared towards your um, your shopping preferences. So all the commercials that you would see um, were right out of your right out of your queue. Uh, so I didn't get to check that out. Maybe somebody can chime in, let me know how that experience was if it uh, if it met the uh, the build up to it. But uh, the Dolphins certainly did. Tua twenty one of thirty, two hundred and forty three. He had a touchdown. He did have two interceptions and a pick six in this one, so he wasn't extremely perfectly sharp, but enough to get the win. Raheem Mostert, really slow start in this one, but uh, picked up steam late, 20 carries, 94 yards, and two touchdowns. Had had a nice late one to put the icing on the cake. Tyreek Hill just being Tyreek Hill, nine catches, 102 yards, uh, one touchdown for him. And Jalen Waddle, big day for him, eight catches for 114. On the other side, Tim Boyle. Yeah, I don't know if this is the answer. Might be Trevor Simeon this week. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what the Jets roll out there. But Boyle was 27 of 38, 179, touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, also gave up a pick six himself. Brees Hall, thank goodness, thank goodness he catches the ball because um, – he keeps us alive. Seven carries for 25 yards. That's not great. Uh, but seven catches for 24 yards. So, you know, you get a point for each one of those catches. So it kind of saves you in that department. Still ends up around 15, 15 fantasy points. Garrett Wilson, seven for 44. He did have a touchdown to save his day. Um, Steelers, 16. And then we get into Sunday matchup. Steelers, 16. Bengals, 10. First time, I didn't realize this, first time in 59 games that the Steelers went over 400 yards of offense. That is crazy. That's a crazy number. And they're 7-3 and three, or 8-3 and three, or whatever it is at this point now, 7-4. and four. Um, So Canada gets fired as the offensive coordinator and, yep, first game out of the shoot over 400 yards. Now, they only scored 16 points, so let's not get carried away. Uh, not like they're an offensive juggernaut, but, uh, you know, moving in the right direction, I would say. Uh, Cody Pickett, 24 of 33, 278, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So he didn't help you. He just didn't kill you. Najee Harris, best game of the season for him, 15 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Jalen Warren, Almost the same amount of work, 13 carries, 49 yards, and then three catches for 13. Pat Fryermuth, how about this one? Nine catches for 120 yards. Could have used him in your lineup, couldn't just soldiers, huh? Would have uh, would have gotten you the win this week. Imagine that. 
We'll get into that later. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I won't air that uh, on on this broadcast, but it's out there. Uh, on the other side, Browning, quarterback now for the Bengals for the rest of the year, 19 of 26, 227. He had a touchdown and an interception. Joe Mixon, eight carries for 16 yards. That's not going to cut it, two yards a carry. Did have two catches for 44. <clears throat> kind of saved his day. Got you at least near double figures there. Jamar Chase, four for 51. Four for 51 for Jamar Chase. That's the only one of note, really, for uh, the Bengals in the loss. And they're probably probably in trouble at this point. Five and six, and that division is not one that you're going to be coming back in. Jaguars 24, Texans 21, and this one almost. Almost goes to overtime. Kicker gets a chance at a 58-yarder to tie it at the end and doiks it off the crossbar and goes straight back into the field of play. And that, that Trevor Lawrence, 23 of 38, 364 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Had two carries for zero yards and a touchdown, though. So a little something on the ground. Travis Etienne, 20 carries for 56. That's not great. And four catches for 30. Calvin Ridley, another good game to follow up the last one. Five for 89 and one. Evan Ingram was five for 49. And Christian Kirk was four for 89. C.J. Stroud just keeps rolling on. 26 for 36. 304 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He also ran the ball a little bit, and he doesn't usually do this. Not known for his running ability. Six carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Singletary uh, as the lead back. Pierce was in this one, but not not a whole lot. Uh, Singletary was 6 for 18 on the ground, 6 for 54 through the air. Nico Collins, 7 for 104 and 1. Tank Dell was 5 for 50 and a touchdown as well. Colts beat the Bucks 27 to 20. Gardner Minshew, 24 for 41, 251 yards and no touchdowns. He had an interception. Uh, three carries for six and had a touchdown on the ground. Jonathan Taylor, very, very efficient. 15 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Michael Pittman was 10 for 107. This guy is a PPR machine. Uh, Josh Downs, 5 for 43. On the other side, Baker Mayfield, 20 for 30, 199, two touchdowns, one interception. Rashad White keeps rolling on, 15 carries for 100 for him. And he also had two catches for 10. Mike Evans, six for 70 and two, count them, two touchdowns in the loss for the Buccaneers as they fall out of first place. To the Falcons, 24, the Saints, 15. Uh, Desmond Ritter, 13 for 21. 168 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. Yep, that's not great. Uh, but Bijan Robinson was great. 16 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Three catches for 32 yards and a touchdown through the air. Tyler Algier got 10 carries for 64. Pretty good numbers there. And Drake London was your leading receiver, 5 for 91. On the other side, Derek Carr, 24 for 38, 304, no touchdowns, and one interception. I think he actually did throw a touchdown. He just threw it to the wrong team. Uh, pick six there for Bates. Uh, Kamara was 15 for 69 on the ground and 
four for 50 through the air. I think that's a five. Four for 50. Alave was seven for 114. Left the game with an injury of some sort. Hopefully it's not serious. I didn't uh, dig into exactly what that was. But uh, Falcons take over first place in the awful, awful NFC South. Giants 10, Patriots 7, and the yawner of the day. Danny DeVito, 17 for 25, 191 yards, one touchdown, and no interceptions. They announced uh, during the game, I was watching the red zone and talked about DeVito and showed his father and mother in the stands and announced that he still lives with his mother and father there in New Jersey probably time to get your own place there Danny I know it's not I know it's not Danny DeVito it's Tommy DeVito but you know when in doubt Danny DeVito it is Saquon Barkley not a great day for him 12 carries 46 yards one catch for six and he had been so good leading up to this Jalen Hyatt Jaden Hyatt Jalen Hyatt Hyatt you know the rookie five for 109 uh, in kind of a coming out party for him. He was he looked good. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Mac Jones, 12 for 21, 89 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. And then, oh, that second interception was so bad, too. They were driving and just threw it into the hands of, uh, I think it was Okonkwo or something, one of the linebackers there just awful and then and then enter Bailey Zappi nine for 14 54 yards no touchdowns and an interception for him thank goodness for Ramondre Stevenson 21 carries 98 yards and a touchdown on the ground and then he had five catches for nine yards through the air Douglas was your leading receiver before he got hurt he was six for 49 left the game hopefully not serious with him as well Titans 17 Panthers 10 Will Levis, 18 for 28, 185 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Not good, but they didn't lose. Because they had Derrick Henry, 18 carries, 76 yards, and two. Count them, two touchdowns. Leading receiver, Chig Okonkwo, four for 45. On the newly, newly coached Carolina Panthers. What wasn't a factor yesterday. Reich was still there yesterday. 18 for 31 for Bryce Young. 194 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Chuba Hubbard leading rusher, 14 for 45 and a touchdown on the ground. He had five catches for 47, so had you a decent day. And Jonathan Mingo was your leading receiver for, for 60. I believe Adam Thielen had like one catch for seven yards in this one. So he has faded to the background as so often happens as these guys get into the twilight of their career and we get to the second half of the season and they start to wear down just a little bit. Rams 37, Cardinals 14, Matthew Stafford 25 for 33, 229 yards, four, count them, four touchdowns, one interception. The fantasy superstar of the week, Kyron Williams, 16 carries, 143 yards, had six catches for 61 and two touchdowns uh, for Kyron Williams in his return from the IR. Nice work, Kyron. Got, took me to a win, that's for sure. You're welcome, Barry. Take that. Uh, Royce Freeman also was 
he was playable. 13 carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown. There was a lot of garbage time in this one. 2-2 Atwell, leading receiver, 3 for 76. And the Puka Cup combo was 7 for 45. Wow, not great. That's a little bit scary there. Kyler Murray ended up having a decent fantasy day, 27 of 45, 256. Had a touchdown, no interceptions. He did have also one touchdown on the ground on one carry for two yards. James Conner, 6 for 27 and 4 for 5 in the air. Marquise Brown was 6 for 88. And Trey McBride, 7 for 60 in the losing cause for the Cardinals. Going to be a lot more of those to come as the season wraps up. The Broncos win their fifth game in a row, 29 to 12 over the offensive mess that is the Cleveland Browns. Danger Russ was 13 of 22, 134, no touchdown, or one touchdown, no picks. He was also 11 carries on the ground, 34 yards and a touchdown there. Uh, Javante Williams, 18 for 65. Cortland Sutton did not get in the end zone, 3 for 61 as the leading receiver. Um, DTR for the uh, Browns, 14 of 29, 134, one touchdown, no interceptions, and he left with a concussion in this one, got rung pretty good. Uh, Travis Ford, 9 for 65 and 4 for 14. David Njoku is your leading receiver, 6 for 59. Amari Cooper also left this one with a rib injury. Check status as the week rolls on. Chiefs 31, Raiders 17. This one was 14 nothing before we knew it. Raiders were on top and looking like they were going to upset the world, and then they didn't. Mahomes came back 27 of 34, 298 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Isaiah Pacheco, big day for him, 15 for 55 and two on the ground, and five for 34 through the air. Rashi Rice, eight catches for 107 one touchdown, big day for him. And Travis Kelsey, 6 for 91 um, for the tight end. On the other side, Aiden O'Connell, 23 of 33, 248. One touchdown, no interceptions. Josh Jacobs had a big run in this one, finally broke loose. 20 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Also had four catches for 15. Jacoby Myers, leading receiver, 6 for 79 and 1. And uh, Devontae Adams was... Five for 73 in the loss for the Raiders. In the game of the day, the Eagles 37, the Bills 34 in overtime. Looks like Looked like the Bills were going to be able to close this out, but nope, Eagles just won't go away. Jalen Hurts 18 for 31 for 200 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He also had 14 carries for 65 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for your probable MVP at this point, I'm guessing. He is certainly the leading candidate. DeAndre Swift, 14 for 80 on the ground. Uh, Devontae Smith, 7 for 106 and 1 in the air. And A.J. Brown, 5 for 37 and a touchdown for him. On the other side, big day, Josh Allen, 29 of 51, 339 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Also had nine carries for 81 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Huge day. Uh, James Cook, 16 for 43 and 6 for 57. Uh, Gabe Davis was the leading receiver, 6 for 105 and 1. And Stefan Diggs was 6 for 74. In the nightcap, the Ravens 
Traveled to the Chargers. Ravens win it 20 to 10. Lamar, 18 for 32, 177. One touchdown, no interceptions. 11 carries for 39 for him. Uh, Mitchell was your leading rusher, 9 for 64 and 2 for 25. Isaiah Likely, the re- leading receiver, 4 for 40. And Zay Flowers, solid game, 5 for 25 and a touchdown through the air. And then he ran one, 37 yards or a touchdown to seal the deal uh, very late in the game. Justin Herbert, 29 of 44, 217 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, he had four carries for 47 yards. Austin Eckler, 10 carries for 32, and five catches for 32. Uh, Keenan Allen is amazing. 14 catches, 106 yards, uh, and Gerald Everett was four for 43 and a touchdown. And hopefully there will be news coming out today that Brandon Staley will be the second the second coach fired today, uh, one that should be gone just as certainly as Frank Reich should have been. But they probably won't, you know, it's the Chargers. They'll grind it out and make excuses for him and why his defense, as talented as it is, cannot uh, shut anyone down completely when they need to. That's that's going to do it. Bears at Vikings tonight, Monday Night Football. I am on the precipice of a perfect week. Hopefully I am not hopefully I am not jinxing it. I am I've already got the, the deal is already sealed in all but one league. Uh, the Megala Bowl is the only one still still up for grabs and this one's going to be tight. This one's going to be tight because I have a 20-point lead, 20.4 in Megala Bowl, but my opponent has Roshan Johnson, who is projected for 7.33 points, and TJ Hawkinson, who is <laughs> he is projected for 13.09. This is a half-point PPR. That would make us, we are projected, oh, I am projected to lose. Wow, okay. I'm at 124.68, and my opponent is projected at 125.05, so I'm projected to lose by less than a point in this one. But that would be it. That would be the only one. Winning and already won in Insane, already won in KFL, already pretty much won in MSD, surviving both of the guillotines again, and even the redraft league. The redraft league. I wanted to talk about this one. Let me look at the standings here because I feel like here I am putting up another 150 point week in a standard scoring league, and I'm not going to make the playoffs in this league. It's not going to happen, right? I'm going to be sitting. Let's see standings. I I'm curious about my points, right? So I am. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. I am. You know. Last place, 1,191 points. Yeah, okay, it makes sense. I'm not, I'm really not that good. I am, I I do have, (laughs) that's funny. I do have more points. Oh, no, never mind. I'm looking at the wrong category, 1,164. Yeah, okay. All right, I I, I belong where I deserve points for, although I, I do have more points than the second place team. Mahomes fries. I have more points than he does, uh, and he's in second in his division. So 
you know. What are you going to do? He's got 1170. Eh, all right. Not really a not really a point to make, I guess. Fine, happy that way. So I'm not going to make playoffs in that one, but I did uh, did get a, a win against the first place team, uh, crushing them this week. So cross your fingers for me. Hopefully Roshan does nothing and Hawkinson doesn't do much at all. Uh, mainly just doesn't get in the end zone probably. And see what happens. All right, let's get this week off to a good start, right? Why not? We've had a little break. We're all rested up. We're ready to go. Entire week went by, and no one and and the floors the floors in my classroom did not even get swept in the week I was gone. Walked in this morning. Weird, just weird. Um, not sure what was going on here. When usually they use that time to uh, get things sparkly and clean. And it is not. But what are you going to do? I guess uh, that'll be where I'll start today is sweeping out my classroom, cleaning it up. All right, everybody, have a great Monday. Let's get the week off to a good start. For the Fantasy Blink, I am the commission. The music tells me that I am out of here.